Lager's Carpool is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First off, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast as well, with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to Lakers Carpool. My name is James Brooks. I'm your host. Thanks for joining me on my drive to work this morning. We've got another off-season edition. We're going to have a lot of these going on throughout the off-season. The NBA playoffs are still going on, but we got some Lakers roster moves and trade talks to talk about. So let's get into it. All right, so... I definitely want to talk about some trade rumors, some potential roster moves for the Lakers, but before I do that, I want to jump in and just talk about something real quick. So I want to say it was about a week ago I shared on my personal Twitter account a an article from Bill Plaschke, a longtime sports reporter for the LA Times, and he had an article basically calling all Lakers fans to to join together with Clippers fans and root for the Clippers on their journey through through the rest of the playoffs. And, you know, I mean, I ran a poll on my Twitter account. Didn't get a ton of answers, but I got a few. And the overwhelming majority of Lakers fans that voted in, in this poll, I believe it was, close, it was like 89, 90% Lakers fans. Uh, the poll was asking... Who would you rather see come out of the Western Conference Finals, the Suns or the Clippers? And much to most of your, it probably wouldn't surprise most of you, didn't surprise me at all, but 89-90% of, of the Lakers fans that voted in this poll voted for the Suns to come out of the Western Conference Finals and into the Finals over the Clippers. Now, I'm not surprised by that at all, and it... The, the poll, I was prompted by the article by Bill Plaschke to put that poll out there because I was curious. You know, I know him for myself personally. I don't want to see the Clippers win. I am actively rooting against the Clippers in this series against the Suns. Now, it's interesting because he had a point in his article where he's like, why do Lakers fans even care? You know, it shows, it seems like it shows insecurity or and whatnot, you know, like, when the Angels won in 2002, like, Dodgers fans weren't actively rooting against the Angels. Well, it helped that the Angels were playing against the Giants, obviously, um, in, in that World Series. And, you know, in football, like, I'm a Rams fan. I don't actively root against the Chargers. Uh, but also, there just isn't, like, a ton of history in that sense, sharing, you know, UCLA, USC, it's split. I think there are... UCLA fans that root against USC. There are UCLA fans that don't mind seeing USC succeed, and vice versa with USC and UCLA. Um, it really comes down to obviously the team that has the little brother complex, right? Like the team that has the le- the le- less amount of fans, less overall success, right? So like in in the LA market, we have Lakers, Clippers, right? Clippers 
are the little brother, right? They have less fans, less success. Angels, Dodgers. Angels are the little brother. They're, you know, less success overall in their franchise. Um, you know, less fans. Although with the Angels, like they get a lot of fans in, in in their stadium overall, like throughout the years and stuff like that. But they're not, you know, they're in Anaheim. They're technically outside of the L.A. County like market. Um, Rams, Chargers. It's a newer one to the L.A. market, but you can already tell Rams are taking over. And so it really, you know, UCLA, USC, it's funny because, like, they should be equal. I think USC has more popularity, though, just because of how good they were in football in the, uh, the mid-2000s. Um, and so it really depends, yeah, like, what, what team has the, the little brother complex, right? And you do what you can to try and whatever. So the Clippers have the little brother complex, and they've gone out and they've actually actively marketed against the Lakers, right? Like, L.A. our way. Streetlights over spotlights. Uh, their slogan for the playoffs are literally, uh, what is it? I think it's playoffs our way or Western. No, I don't think they specify Western. I think they just say, like, playoffs our way, right? It's like even in their marketing for their for their longest playoff run, and, you know, I guess they probably maybe came up with a slogan before they made it all the way to the Western Conference Finals, but, like, Seriously, your your playoff slogan is going to be hinting at like doing it better, quote unquote, than the Lakers. Like, come on, you know. And so, like, that's the reason that, at least in my that that's the reason for me why I dislike the Clippers so much, right? It's like if they didn't do if they didn't actively go out of their way to try and like market against the Lakers, right? To be like, oh, we're the Lakers are the glamorous team. We're the gritty team. We're the one that LA can can relate to. You know, it's like whatever. Like I mean, like it's not a bad idea from a marketing standpoint, obviously. But it's like, why do you gotta why do you gotta try and bring the Lakers down, right? To to make yourselves look better. It, it, in my opinion, it makes it kind of looks bad. It's kind of cheesy. It's kind of whatever. Like, just do your do you be you know be good on your own. And then, and then you know you'll you gain fans and whatever, right? It's like just and and people always argue like Lakers fans. Well, well, they also they covered the banners in Stable Center and the and the retired jerseys and stuff like that. It's like the retired the retired numbers. Like I don't know. I that one doesn't upset me as much because like you're sharing a stadium, you're sharing an arena, like. I also would probably want to cover up the other team's stuff while it's there, right? You want you want the arena to to look as much like it's your own whenever you're the home team playing in it. You want to have as much Lakers stuff or Clippers stuff. Um, and, you know, when you walk around Sables, you already have, like, murals and, like, pictures of Kobe and Lakers and stuff like that. So it's, like, in the actual arena, I understand wanting to have – heavy Clippers stuff and you don't want to have those banners and, and retired numbers looming over the, the arena. I, I get that. That one doesn't upset me as much, personally. The things that upset me are the, the active marketing and so it's like I don't I just I I'm curious I don't know if there's any way to find this out, but I'm curious how that marketing has affected fandom in LA. You know, the streetlights over spotlights, LA our way. Like 
has that really gained any new fans? Has that made any people decide like, oh yeah, the Clippers are gritty, the Clippers are this and that, you know? I it, to me, I feel like that wouldn't decide it for me, right? Like for me, growing up, my fandom was kind of well, it wasn't decided. It was heavily influenced by my family, right? Like my dad was a Lakers fan. And that's why I'm a Lakers fan, you know. And we, I mean, we do have different teams as well, right? Like he's a Dodgers fan, I'm an Angels fan. Um, so it, there, there are differences, right? It's not whatever, but like my, the reason, like for me, the the teams that I am fans of that my dad is not fans of, or like isn't his favorite team, my favorite team that isn't his favorite team, isn't because of some marketing that the team did to like lure me in, right? It, I was, for me, like, going through it, right? It's like, well, the Lakers was a family thing. I'm an Angels fan, mostly because of the, you know, the, the first World Series I ever watched was the World Series when the Angels won, and it was exciting and stuff, and I was young, and it was impressionable, and I became an Angels fan. Uh, the Rams, I'm a Rams fan kind of transitioned from being a Raiders fan to a Rams fan when the Rams moved to LA mostly because we had a hometown team now Raiders were not doing like the things they were doing weren't seeming seeming to go anywhere they moved to Vegas just feeling less of a connection to the team you know a lot of it has to do with connection right you you feel connected to a team for a reason whether it's family whether it's because they're playing well if they're in your city all these things right and so all that to say is I don't I I'm just I personally don't see how that those marketing tactics really do anything to help lure new fans in for the Clippers and don't just aren't just there to create a rift between between the fans honestly and between the teams and and whatnot so again I don't mind a little rivalry I like the rivalry it's fun it's fun that the Clippers are good it's fun that the Lakers are good it's fun that we have this rivalry now and the you know the LAR way the blah 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 like, again, I don't, I don't think it's, like, a low blow, or I'm not, like, trying to, like, whine about it, I'm just saying, like, those are things that make me, make it even more of a rivalry, those are things that make me dislike the, like, want want the Lakers to beat the Clippers even more, you know, and it doesn't, and then, you know, we come down here, where it's Western Conference Finals, Suns versus Clippers, those things don't make me want to root for the Clippers, right, I want, the Lakers to be the best team in LA I want the Lakers to be the, the only team in LA that wins championships like I'm a Lakers fan that's what I want you know um so circling all the way back to the article from Bill Plaschke you know he was basically just calling Lakers fans and LA fans in general to rally around the Clippers because we should be rooting for the city for the city of LA and all these things and you know I get that, but I think that's more of honestly that's more of a journalist mindset, right? Like he's a he's a sports journalist. He kind of needs to be unbiased in the LA market. Like he can be biased towards the LA market. He can be biased towards the Lakers and the Clippers and the Dodgers and the Angels, right? Like he can be biased towards them all. But fans don't have that same mindset, right? We don't I don't think of the Clippers honestly like as being LA's team or an LA team like I think of just in the same way that Dodgers fans don't think of the Angels as being an LA team they think of the Angels as being an Orange County team or an Anaheim team right like even though they have LA in their name 
they don't think of them as an LA team. And it's different with the Clippers because the Clippers are actually physically in downtown Los Angeles. They're in LA. But like a lot of Lakers fans, a lot of just people that are aware of sports in general that aren't Clippers fans don't actively think of the Clippers as like an LA team. When you think, if someone were to ask you, like, what are the top LA teams in Los Angeles? Or what are the top Los a- LA teams? Um, like, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people forgot to even mention the Clippers. You know, same goes for that. I'm an Angels fan. I'm well aware of where the Angels stand in the uh, importance of the L.A. market, you know. It helps that they have people like Mike Trout and Shohei Otani and all that stuff. But, like, I'm well aware that they people also might forget about the Angels, right? It's, it just is – it's it comes with the territory of sharing a city with a team that has a great franchise history – and a lot of fans and a lot of fans that really care about that team right personally that's why I'm a I I rather cities only have one team honestly like I get it you want to try and like I get why people want to have their team in New York and LA and stuff but like one city one team that's kind of like my ideal situation of course I've only lived really places where you know, I've lived in both LA and New York where we each have there each cities have two teams and it's just like sports overload, which in some ways is fun. You get the, the I like the freeway series in baseball. I like the LA like the Lakers Clippers rivalry is fun now that both teams are good and, and all that stuff. Like I get it it is fun in the moment, but also like it I like when fans can just can rally around one team in the city and that just can't happen in my opinion when you have two teams in a city, right? Like, you don't expect Mets fans to rally around the Yankees. You don't expect Nets. Like, I don't know that Knicks fans, when they got booted out of the first round, were, all right, like, let's go Nets. I don't know that that's how it is. I don't – I wouldn't assume that of the fans there. So this little rant, this kind of monologue to start off this episode is really just almost like a response to that article by, by Bill Plaschke is – from a journalist mindset, I get it. Root for LA. You want the LA team to do well. But from a fan mindset, a Lakers fan mindset, especially given the context of the the marketing and, and everything that the Clippers have done, right? Like the ideas of them like like being like distinct in LA. And again, if I was a Clippers fan, if I was Clippers marketing and if I was Steve Ballmer, I would I would want to do that too. I would want to. I would want to set myself apart from the Lakers. I get it, but you don't. I don't you just don't see that very often in the LA and New York markets where you have two teams, like two teams in each sport in the cities, right? Like you don't see that very often, and it just creates it creates that rivalry. And so, if you want to create that rivalry, fine. It'll be fun. Let's do it. But don't expect me to root for your team when they're in a position that I wanted my team to be in, you know? I would much rather see, and it's, it feels weird to say this, I'd much rather see the Suns advance. I'd much rather see uh, Chris Paul get into the finals than than the Clippers at this point. Uh, it's, it's one of those things where, like, I... And it's funny because, like, living in the L.A. market as a fan, like I mentioned, as a fan of other teams, right, like... I, as an Angels fan, 
of course I want the Angels to beat the Dodgers when they play each other. But given that they're, like, in the National League, like, the Dodgers, uh, Dodgers are in the National League, Angels are in the American League, and they don't necessarily affect each other's standings and where they're at in the playoffs and, and, and those types of things. Like, it doesn't... I don't need to root against the Dodgers all the time. Like, if the, Do- if the Angels aren't in the playoffs, which they haven't been for a long time... And if the Dodgers and Angels aren't playing each other, I don't mind seeing the Dodgers win. Like, it's, I'm happy to see the Dodgers win. I have a lot of friends that are Dodgers fans, and it's cool, you know? Uh, same goes for the Rams, right? They're in, one's in the AFC, one's in the NFC. They don't really affect each other. They don't really, they don't even play each other. They play each other, like, once every four years. Uh, they haven't played each other since they moved to L.A., so I don't, I don't think. Except for maybe a preseason game. Um, or maybe they did, like, the first year. I don't, I don't know. But, like, they haven't really played each other. At least since I've been a Rams fan. Um, so there's no real reason to dislike the Chargers. But the the Laker, the thing that is also an underlying factor, and maybe even one of the bigger factors that people don't even talk about, is the fact that the Lakers and Clippers are in the same exact division in the same conference. And what each other does dramatically affects the outcome of the other and their playoff outcome and whatnot you know like the Clippers were tanking so they didn't play the Lakers in the first round that was a thing that happened this season um and the Lakers lose you know if the Lakers lose to the Clippers that affects their standings both division standings and conference standing you know like it's a big deal like they're the Lakers and Clippers now that both teams are good I would argue are one of the biggest in-state rival or in-city rivalries that we have um, in the city. I mean, the next one, honestly, is probably UCLA and USC, given that con- given that criteria of how they affect each other, right? Like, UCLA and USC being in the Pac-12 South, like, also dramatically affect, depending on how each other is doing, more so than like the Angels, Dodgers, and Rams, Chargers. So, all that to say is I think that it is more than okay for Lakers fans to root against uh, the Clippers. And I think vice versa, it's more than okay for Clippers fans to root against the Lakers. I don't expect... I didn't expect last season when the Lakers were making their run to the championship for Clippers fans to be enthused about that. They see the Lakers win all the time, the Clippers lose all the time. I would be like, oh, here we go again. You know, I'd be I'd be happy to see the Heat beat the Lakers to change things up, right? Like, and I get it, it was the first Lakers championship in 10 years, so it's not like the Lakers have been winning a ton recently, but it just, that's, that is how it is in LA. It's just the Lakers win championships and the Clippers don't. So I feel like, if I was a Clippers fan, I would be rooting against the Lakers in that situation. And I, and as a Lakers fan, I'm cool with that. Like, it's a rivalry. It's it's not a, bringing The Clippers bringing a championship to L.A. doesn't really do anything for the city of L.A., in my opinion. Like, say, and I mean, like, like, I guess, I mean, it does bring do something for the city of L.A. for people that are Clippers fans. Like, bringing a championship to a city does more for the fans of that city of that team in the city than the city itself I guess is what I'm trying to say like like LA being good right like 
and maybe I'm just like so close to it that I don't think about it. But like the Lakers being good, the Clippers being good, the Dodgers being good, the Angels having Mike Trout and Shohei Otani, and those guys being good, even if the team's not that great. Um, you know, if UCLA and USC are good, right? Like having like the sports teams in the city all being really good and, and having dominant players is helpful, but also people on the East Coast don't stay up to watch West Coast stuff during the week because they have to work and, and, those, and those types of things. So I don't know that, like, rooting for the city of L.A. does really anything. Like, I root for the team I'm a fan of, and I don't root for the teams that I'm not fans of. That's just how things work in sports. So I think the article by Bill Plaschke is – I think he's wrong in in saying that Lakers fans should do, do anything. I don't think that they – I mean, if you're a Lakers fan and your girlfriend or your wife or your husband or your boyfriend is a Clippers fan and you have softened to the Clippers or you don't feel like it's that big of a rivalry, you don't care that much, then cool. Don't root against them, right? But if you don't, like, I literally, I literally know one Clippers fan. One true Clippers fan. I don't even see Clippers fans on Twitter. I don't see them on Instagram. I don't. I know one Clippers fan in my life, and that's that's it. So like, I don't have that type of connection to the Clippers where I'm like, oh yeah, like whatever. Like to me, they're just a team. They're a team that affects the Lakers, goes against the Lakers, and shares a building with them. There's a lot to. There's a lot for there to be rivalry. There's a lot for there to be a rivalry against and to to want to root against them so that's just how it is you know I'd, I would rather I'd rather Phoenix, Milwaukee or Atlanta celebrate a championship than the Clippers celebrate a championship in and I think a lot of it has to do with territory right like Lakers fans feel like LA is our city that's why I mean that's why the Clippers have the slogan LA our way because they want to distinguish themselves in the LA market and, and be like no LA is our city too but, like, as Lakers fans, we think that L.A. is a Lakers city. And, like, but in terms of, like, fandom and how many Lakers fans there are to Clippers fans, that that is a true statement, I would say. Although, technically, yes, it is shared because there are two L.A. teams. But, like, from a fandom perspective in, in that percentage, yes, the, Laker, the Lakers and Lakers fans dominate the L.A. market. Um, and so... The Clipper, you know, the Clippers even existing in the L.A. market, and I, I get it, this is not Clippers fans' fault, but, but like, they're, they just are kind of getting in the way, right? It's like if, if the Clippers were to celebrate a championship, to Lakers fans, I would feel like, you know, you're doing it in our territory, right? Even though, like, it's not distinguished, like, it's not exactly only Lakers territory right it's not we share it I get it but it just that's just what it feels like so and I'm sure for Clippers fans they feel the same way on an alternate side right where it's like they're like no we're here too we're, we we are part of LA and Lakers fans celebrate that and there's like celebrate their wins and you know only care about themselves right it just it's how fandom works so all that to say is i will not be rooting for the clippers bill plashke's article did not convince me to root for the clippers uh actually i went to game four of the western conference finals on saturday 
uh, Clippers and Suns and actively rooted for the Suns. It felt weird. It, um, I felt kind of wrong doing it. I, most Lakers fans that are around my age probably feel the same conflict, like same feel conflicted in the same way that I do, right? Like mid two thousands, Suns were good. We're a big rival to the Lakers, you know, with Steve Nash, Marsh Stoudemire, Rajah Bell, Tim Thomas, all those guys. Um, like the Suns and the Lakers were big rivals. Had a lot, had a lot of fun playoff moments. Pretty much, like at least in my. In my memory, it's like 2006 to 2010 were like four, five good seasons of Lakers, Suns rivalries and having moments in the playoffs and whatnot. And so I've always, like my least favorite teams in the NBA growing up were always the Suns and the Spurs. And it mostly had to do with like the Suns and Spurs beating the Lakers and vice versa in the playoffs. And now more recently, I, I used to not care about the Clippers. I used to treat the Clippers as if, like, how Dodgers fans treat the Angels, right? Like, don't really care about them. They're there. Kind of wish they weren't there, but whatever. I'm not going to, like, actively root against them. Just because the Clippers were always so just, like, not a threat to the Lakers, right? Whereas, like, now they're they're good. They are a threat to the Lakers. They do... Uh, you know they're in the Western Conference Finals this season, and the Lakers are not. That's kind of that's kind of where it goes. So it's like now the Clippers are. I would probably say they've bumped up to you know, like my least favorite team in the NBA. I would say the Suns are still my second least favorite team, and the Spurs have been kind of booted just because the Spurs haven't been as as much of a threat. So it's like I haven't cared as much about them recently. Kind of similar similar to how I was about the Clippers when I was younger. So it's funny how things change and work like that. But all that being said is it felt definitely felt very weird uh, rooting for the Suns. But it was a, it was quite the game. So this was the game where it was basically 72 to 71 for like five minutes in the fourth quarter. I think the Suns ended up outscoring this Clippers 15 to 14 in the fourth quarter. Both teams basically just went like ice cold. Um, but it was a fun definitely a fun game very 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 dramatic we went with some we went with, went with friends that are from phoenix or from the phoenix area big suns fans um so it was fun to like be with them and like be rooting for the suns with them also you know but yeah i mean hopefully the hopefully the suns can can put it together we'll, we'll talk a little more about what's going on in the nba playoffs a little later on but yeah, I just wanted to get that kind of just. Felt, I just felt we need to talk about this, you know. Like there are people in LA that are saying that the Lakers should be rooting for the Clippers. Bill Plaschke saying it. Tyron Lue, the head coach of the Clippers, is saying it. Who played for the Lakers, right? It's like it's just like a lot of weird stuff going on. Um, and you know, at the end of the day, right? If the Clippers end up winning the championship, it is what it is, right? Like the Lakers had a ton of injuries there was a ton of injuries throughout the entire playoffs and season like things just work out how they're supposed to work out and you know I'm not going to lose sleep over it but if I could choose a team to win I would choose the Hawks Bucks or Suns over the Clippers at this point all right enough about the Clippers I've talked about the Clippers enough for 
the rest of the week. But let's talk about the Lakers. So, on Sunday, there were some news reports, some tweets going out, going around about Damian Lillard being unhappy in his situation in Portland, that he may be looking for a trade. And of course, as Lakers fans do, myself included, we got excited about this, right? Like any unhappy superstar we think obviously can come to the Lakers. Well, let's talk about that for a sec. So, I mean, I I definitely like started getting into like some some like fantasy about like seeing Damian Lillard wearing purple and gold uh number 0 Lakers jersey playing alongside LeBron James and Anthony Davis, you know, hitting threes and and making a playoff run. And so I started looking around like is this even possible? Would it even be possible for the Lakers to add Damian Lillard, right? It's like the Nets have James Harden, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. Why can't the Lakers have Damian Lillard, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis, you know? Um and so I started looking into it and there are trades out there that are possible, I think, from a from a money standpoint, like matching Damian Lillard's salary. So Damian Lillard's salary is like forty million over like four year, the next four years, or it's like pretty massive, a pretty massive contract. And like it's a he still has four years left on the contract. Like it's not like he's a free agent next season or even in two seasons, right? It's like, it's a big contract to take under and to try and trade for. Um, so there, there's some moves that are possible the Lakers could make. Like, you know, you you do like Kuzma, Taylor, Taylor Horton Tucker, Montrez Harrell. Uh, you know, there's different, like KCP. You kind of like could come up with a pa- like packages of those, those guys kind of oh, Dennis Schroeder right like the one I was looking at was like Dennis Schroeder Kyle Kuzma Taylor Horton Tucker plus some like I think like trades there's like some, something else you could do right where it's like from a money standpoint you can make it work would or should the Trailblazers accept that trade offer probably not if I was the Blazers I would not want to accept that for Damian Lillard but also at the same time like there's this dilemma, right, where Damian Lillard is unhappy with the Blazers because he wants to be winning championships. He wants to, like, be a regular guy in the Western Conference Finals or the Conference Finals and in the Finals. I think he's only made one Western Conference Finals. So he's unhappy about that. Uh, the, the Trailblazers just recently hired Chauncey Billups, who fans were then like blaming Damian Lillard for that hire because Chauncey Billups had some sexual assault allegations back in the late 90s or or something and so Damian Lillard was then getting upset that the fans were getting upset at him because they thought that he was the one that wanted Billups in as head coach but I think at the end of the day Dame really wanted Jason Kidd to be head coach I don't know it's kind of messy honestly hard to tell exactly what's going on the only thing we know is that we're pretty sure that Damian Lillard wants out and he wants to play for a contender so of course Lakers fans are like come play for the Lakers we have we could use one more superstar one more star you know we need that third guy so you know is there a way 
somehow, somewhere that the that the Lakers could make a deal. It's unlikely, but it's technically possible. So it'll keep us Lakers fans dreaming up until a deal is actually done where he's not going to the Lakers, right? Like it's gonna we're, we'll be we'll be hoping and praying that it'll somehow possibly happen up until it's not possible anymore. But I mean, crazier things have happened, right? Like I wouldn't I'm not gonna say it won't happen. You know, there's a lot of people hating on the Anthony Davis trade. Like, oh, there's no way that'll go through or or that there's no way that's worth it or whatever, you know. It happens. The James Harden trade. The James Harden trade, the rock from the Rockets to the Nets, it, you know, and there was a multiple teams involved. Um that the the Rockets didn't get great value back for for James Harden. Now, not saying that the, the Blazers also should and will do that, but We've seen deals where superstars get traded to a contending team for less than what they're probably worth. And especially if, you know, there were reports also that the Blazers were trying to push Damian Lillard out. I don't know if that's true still or not, but if that is true, then maybe they're willing to take, you know, 50 to 75 cents on the dollar for Damian Lillard if they're trying to like get him out you know and they're trying to rebuild or something so I don't know exactly what's going on there's a lot of trade rumors on Twitter about the Lakers acquiring Damian Lillard I would love to see that happen it's technically possible it's unlikely it's not probable that it will happen but it's fun to think about so I think Lakers fans we should Maybe just continue tweeting about it until, you know, maybe maybe we'll uh, tweet it into fruition. Maybe that's how things work in life, you know, who knows. <laughs> but, so Damian Lillard, probably unlikely to come to the Lakers. So if that's not likely to happen, what are some other options? I mean, we've seen things on Twitter. I, I mean, it's tough because, like, people just throw random crap out there on Twitter on which, you know, you see Luka in a Lakers uniform, like, every third day on Twitter, right? not going to happen. At least not anytime soon. Um, but but I think some things I've seen that are a little more realistic, right, are like um, I've seen Russell Westbrook out there throwing his name out there. Don't know how I feel about that. I've always, I've been mostly a hater of Russell Westbrook and his time in the NBA. I mean, I with the Thunder, he put up a lot of points, all those triple doubles and stuff. But I don't know that how efficient he was for his team. I think that he actively hurt the Rockets last season against the Lakers in the playoffs. I, you know, I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like I'd rather just keep Dennis Schroeder at this point, who's younger, has similar. It doesn't have the explosion going to the rim that Russell Westbrook has, but it has like speed explosion. He's very fast. Um, Yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about that. I, part of me really wants to just hold on to Dennis Schroeder and really give him a chance with a true off season. Like I've said this before, a season where LeBron and Anthony Davis are hopefully healthy all season. You know, where Dennis Schroeder doesn't miss the last two weeks of the season due to COVID protocols, things like that. You know, I, I. Uh, 
yeah, I, I, in some ways I want him to run it back. And other, in other ways I would be cool doing something different. It would be nice if we could hold on to him and bring in someone else on top of that. That is a, um, that, you know, like if you brought in, if you could bring in like a Kyle Lowry or something who becomes your starting point guard and then you have like Dennis Schroeder coming off the bench like as the sixth man and then you move Kyle Kuzma for someone or whoever you know whoever you're bringing in like Kyle Kuzma is no longer like the sixth man uh, maybe he wasn't the, maybe Montrez was the sixth man I don't know whatever um take give Schroeder more of like a six man role bring in a guy like Kyle Lowry or you know, I'm forgetting a guy's name that I saw trade rumors about. I don't even want to explain who it is that I'm thinking of because I know that it's embarrassing that I can't remember his name. That's the downside of podcasting while driving is uh, I can't just actively look things up that I'm not thinking of that I can't remember. So I'll circle back to that if I remember his name. But, um, yeah, you know, I'm torn about the Dennis Schroeder situation. I think a lot of fans, a lot of Lakers fans, did not like how the season ended with him and, and how, how, he, how he played the last couple games in the playoffs, or how he played in the playoffs in general. But also, like, the Lakers just weren't playing well in general at all also. So, but I think, I mean, the, the big need for the Lakers continues to be three-point shooting and, and that guard role I would say right so like some other trade talks I've seen are Buddy Heald you know could we make a trade Kyle Kuzma Buddy Heald get a three-point shooter like that um we're still very early on in the process I don't expect the Lakers to make a move super quick only because we have to figure out what's happening with like Montrezl Harrell who has a he can opt in or he can opt out of free agency um trying to figure those the roster things out before we make move before we make moves um it's hard yeah it's hard to say exactly what's going to happen and i don't think it's going to happen super quick i think we need to figure some stuff out especially if we're going to try and make a run for you know all 29 teams should be making calls for damian lillard right now so the lakers are one of those as maybe unrealistic as it might be you know you have to figure you have to start from the top down right Figure out if we can make a deal happen for Damian Lillard. If it's definitely not possible, then you move on. All right, who's the next guy? Is it is it uh, Russell Westbrook? Is it um, Kyle Lowry? I don't know who, whatever, whoever it is. Right? It's like you you kind of go from the top down. So don't expect any any moves anytime soon. From just I mean that's my own perspective. Who knows? But. Uh, and and we'll we'll see what happens, but hopefully it, it involves three point shooting and and some sort of guard play. And then the other the other news really is whether or not Frank Vogel will be signing an extension with the Lakers. Um, all the things that I'm hearing are that he is going to eventually, but I think he's on the last year of his of his contract with the Lakers as head coach. And you know, typically you don't want to coaches don't want to go into a season with with only with without a, an extension done and whatnot so 
I think Vogel's been good overall. I think he's handled the superstars well. I think there were some questionable rotation moves in the playoffs, you know, like playing either like only Marcus All or Montres Harrell or Andre Drummond, like not mixing things up a little bit more. I didn't really understand that. There's some questionable things like that that went on, but overall I think he's been good. You know, he led the Lakers to a championship. Lakers could have gone to a championship again this season had it not been for injuries, who knows. So no reason not to bring him back in my opinion, but just something to watch out for there. So we'll continue to cover roster situations and moves and whatnot, but until then, let's uh, let's move on. Let's talk about what's going on throughout the rest of the NBA. All right, so we're down to four teams left in the playoffs. We got the Suns playing the Clippers. We got the Hawks playing the Bucks. The Suns-Clippers series is currently three games to two games. The Suns are leading that series. And the Suns, they had, they're up 3-1. The, the game, so the game that I went to was game four, where they won, they won game four. They went up 3-1. to one, uh, Went back to, to Phoenix with the possibility to close it out in Phoenix and ended up losing by like 14 they, they brought the game it was a four-point game with like five or so minutes left six minutes left and then the Clippers uh, went on a run Paul George played a great game he had like 40 41 points I think uh, Reggie Jackson put in like 29 points De- Devin Booker played pretty well I think he had like 31 points or so um it's interesting because uh, Zubot, Zubox was out. He's out with an MCL sprain or tear. I'm not. I'm not sure which one. Um, so, so uh, Cousins had to play a lot of minutes in that game, and he seemed to, you know, DeAndre Ayton, from what it looks like, I didn't watch the entire game, but it looked like he kind of got shut down a little bit. On the flip side, in the Eastern Conference, the Bucks and the Hawks are now tied two games to two games. So some big news in this one, or more injuries, is so Trey Young did not, that he came in not playing in game five, or was it game four for them? Um, He has an injury, did not play, came in not playing. During the game, Giannis went down, he hyperextended his leg, his knee, real, real bad. Uh, looks, I who knows? Obviously, I don't want to jump, get ahead of myself, but I, you know, I tore my ACL in college. I tore my ACL by hyperextending my my leg, my knee. Um, so I'm not saying that because that happened, that's what happened to me. That's also what happened to him. But would not be surprised if it was something like that. And it looked like his hyper his hyperextended way worse than mine did. From I mean, I obviously didn't see the video of mine hyperextending, but his hyperextended with like he went down and a guy landed into him, so he had like someone else's body weight going into it. Whereas like when I hyperextended mine, it was just my own like body weight. I didn't have a guy falling into me, so who knows if that helps or hurts? Did not look like it helped personally from what I saw, but who knows? I'm not a doctor, but Giannis could now be out, which could be have huge implications for the Hawks, Bucks, 
series and the rest of the playoffs. So we'll see what happens. We got to wait for that news to come out, see where Trey Young's at, see where Giannis is at. Um, Suns Clippers play tonight. Today's Wednesday. The Suns have a chance to close it out in Los Angeles. Hopefully, you know, following the rant and that I gave to start off this podcast, hopefully they can do so. And uh, we'll see. At this point, I've just been, you know, I really, at this point, I'm kind of rooting for chaos to happen because as a Lakers fan, it, you know, I feel like it's in my it's in my favor for, like, this to just continue to be a weird playoffs where people, I mean, not that I'm rooting for people, people to get hurt, but, like, where people aren't, teams aren't at their full strength, they're not playing well, things are just weird in general. I feel like that's kind of in our favor as Lakers fans, right? Um, maybe not. Maybe it's, just, maybe it's weird to say that. I don't know. I just, like, want, just at this point, I think regardless of my fandom, because the playoffs have been this weird, I kind of just want them to get weirder. Like, I wouldn't mind, like, if the Hawks won, that would be maybe the weirdest possible outcome, and I'm here for it at this point. So, Hawks, Suns, that's kind of what I'm going for. I feel like that's, like, the most random. Like, coming into the season, I did not expect the Suns to be as good as they were. Did not expect the Hawks to be as good as they were. Obviously did not expect all these injuries to happen. Did not ex- did not expect the Suns or the Hawks to be in the conf- their respective conference finals and absolutely did not expect them to be in the finals. So that's kind of like, – whereas like a Bucks clippers finals, you kind of like that could have possibly happened even in a more normal situation. Um, clippers without Kawhi, now maybe that's not – and maybe that wouldn't have normally happened, but I don't know. So all that being said is we will we will see what happens with the Suns and the Clippers. If the Suns can close it out in Game 6 or if the Clippers force a Game 7 and the news about Giannis and Trey Young and those injuries and how that fares for the Bucks and the Hawks series. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lakers Carpool. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and share it on social media with your friends. You can find the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or most places where you listen to podcasts. Again, thank you so much for listening, and go Lakers! Go Lakers!